Hello, hello! Welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio. With me, as always, is that kid who drives down the street playing his music far too loud at far too late, Sam Grezes. <laughs> I actually did that as a kid in my red Dodge Neon made by, literally, this is this is actually, like, my first car that I used to do that in, rolled down the windows and, like, play music at 2 a.m. It was cobbled together by, like, high schoolers at a trade school. I think we got it for, like, 500 bucks. We could never figure out where all of the parts came from, but somehow the car moved and worked. Uh, we called it the Frank and Neon. Nice. I I, I kind of wanted a Neon when I was growing up. I, I ended up getting my dad's Dodge Stratus, so mm-hmm. same make, just slightly different car. Sure. Then that's my story. Well, I got nothing. <laughs> I feel like the the neon was was always the car of the '90s that like, or the '90s and early thousands. It was a good that, teenager like, car. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was always like, for some reason, even though it wasn't like at all, it was always seen as this sporty fast because it because it was red and it was called neon, and you know, it had a handbrake that you could pull up. And pretend like you're Tokyo drifting, even though you're not. I feel like it, it, it had a lot of, like, cash as that kind of, as a kind of, like, cool car that you might actually have, even though it, it's not a cool car. A Dodge Neon is not a cool car. It is Thinking about car. it now, I'm almost glad I didn't have one, because the mm-hmm. only people I knew who actually had them were teenage girls. Sure. It was very much a teenage girl car, so I'm just yeah. subtly insulting you right now. That's that's fair. I mean, you know, you know Ray, uh, previous guest of the show. You know he he has he has now owned three Miatas. If we want to talk about you know teenage girl cars, that is definitely teenage girl car. But yeah. that, that, I'm pretty sure that's the car my cousin had, or at least she had a Mazda, and it was. I don't I don't know any guys who own Mazdas. I I love. I mean. I, I say that I say that as a Mazda and as a Miata fan. I love Miatas. If I had a car, that would be high on the list. Because maybe at heart, I am a teenage girl. <laughs> maybe, maybe you are. Well, sadly, we don't have any guests this week because, well, we don't. And <laughs> and I, I'm gonna straight up confess. I I usually come into these things kind of prepared. I, mm-hmm. I have a notebook that's always sitting right next to me with a bunch of bullet points of mm-hmm. things that I want to talk about, things we could talk about. Write down There's some, like an email some, thread. Like, 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 it's not really a script, but it's kind of like a PowerPoint I can look at myself. It's like I, I just inject my own spin as we're actually talking because I don't know where the conversation is mm-hmm. going to take us. I don't have any of that this time because there's nothing. And I feel like I've said that every week since we've started this podcast because we started it in the off season but this is this is legitimate this is the worst week the 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 biggest thing that happened and and we were talking about this actually a little bit earlier was that they dropped the NFL top 100 and even that like we can talk about that for for a while and we probably will but like there's not that much like I, and I tried to look on Twitter. I was looking uh, right before we started recording. I was looking for like any fun hot takes on like, oh man, you know, big snub or like, but like there there weren't one. I feel like the list is fairly like yeah sure you know they got some things wrong they got some things right whatever but like. The response to it hasn't been, you know, hot take central. It's like it's the usual. Well, right. That's it's totally the usual, and no one's really mad about it. And like, we need fuel for the hot take machine, right? And we're not getting any. We we've got. There's this is easily when I usually do is on Monday when I'm trying to think of topics and stuff we do. I I write stuff down during the week, like, hey, this Mm -hmm. would be a good thing to talk about on the podcast. Maybe I can bring it up. But if I can't think of anything, I'll go to, like, the NFL Reddit, and I'll hit on top for the past week, and I'll just see what stories were happening. Because usually I'll be like, oh, okay, that happened. I forgot about that. We can get a good 15 minutes bullshitting about that. I went there this week, and it's nothing 
Yeah, what 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 was the top? Because I've been checking the like, top a was days ago. What's Michael, the top for today? Michael Bennett's uh it, this isn't this is for the previous week. It was uh-huh. Michael Michael Bennett calling out Steph Curry's basketball camp for costing a lot of money because wow. it's because he's not really giving back if he if only these kids that have a lot of money can get in. That was it. That was that was the top thing. That's Everything top else NFL was news. was Half of them where they're doing this thing in the Reddit where they roast every team, like their okay. own really shitty version of your team sucks. Of your team sucks, sure, sure. And just usual dumb self-posts, like what player on your team do you think is underrated? There's nothing. There's mm-hmm. no news. There is nothing at all. There is absolutely no news. Yeah. You can tell how little news there are by how long I am dragging this sentence yep. out so I can well, eat up the, some The time. segment literally talking about how there's no news, making that part of the news that we talk about on the podcast very meta this week i like it seriously i was almost thankful because the one thing we have happened this morning i guess mm-hmm. and miko grimes Jesus. talked again yep don't why why <laughs> though okay. why do i i think miko grimes drama is really funny but i'm pretty sure i think that because she her husband doesn't play for my team yeah, probably. I like I in Jesus. <laughs> so if if you don't know, Miko Grimes is the outspoken, we'll say, that's, wife of that's really, Brent okay. Grimes, the former Dolphins cornerback. He got released by the Dolphins. I I think he got picked up. I don't know where he ended up, but she is. He's vocal. on the Bucks now. Oh, he's on the Bucks. Okay, yeah. So he just like went up the road. Yeah, yeah. But she is opinionated crude uh and 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 now i mean we can say this now anti-semitic yes yes now we can say that she's anti-semitic wow oh my god did you see she just posted and okay you 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 go over the tweets from earlier she um she followed up on it just like 22 minutes ago and i want to read that one because wow so here we go it started off she's she went all the Kobe fans left my mentions when I brought up Shaq and LeBron making it to six finals in a row. Y'all so caught up in the hype, man. Okay, whatever. Mm, mm. I wish I would be a Laker fan supporting the one player nobody wanted to play with, and he took all the money to put that team in the dumpster. Okay, you know, hot take on Kobe. Kobe fans are different. They remind me of Ryan Tannehill fans. Both are super stupid, but at least Kobe was a baller. Tannehill is a bum. And I'm kind of surprised she used the word bum because that, that seems very PG for Miko Grimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then she keeps going. Being a Tannehill fan is like being an Eric Snow fan when Iverson was on the team. I don't get it. He doesn't do anything dope. Nothing. You got Juice, Sue, Grimes, Cameron, Wake, Miller, Jones, Werner, which I assume she meant Vernon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Pouncy, etc. But your favorite player is Ryan Tannehill. That shit is a joke. The Dolphins fucking stink. They will never be great so long as Stephen Ross is the owner, Tannenbaum is the GM, and Tannehill is the QB. Well, so there were there were the, those weren't the big ones though. Did no. you did you see the big ones? Because I, I just pulled them up. There's there's two. Uh, I there's saw one, the anti-Semitic one. You should yeah. Got got to respect Ross for keeping his Jew buddies employed. But did he not see uh, how Tannenbaum put the Jets in the dumpster with that Sanchez deal? And then the the uh, the other one. America is so fucking soft. No wonder we're able to fake terrorist attacks, which are nothing but genocide on our own people. And y'all believe it now. <laughs> Oh, that I that wasn't the second one I was expecting you to read. Did you see the response to Jay Glazer? No, I didn't. I didn't. So she, she after the anti-Semitic remarks, Jay Glazer was basically said, "Hey, you should probably shut up." <laughs> and, and he's not wrong, right? He's like, not wrong. He's just like I I got your uh, husband some help. Like, please, Miko please stop talking and she's just like suck my dick nice okay i respect that though you might be an anti-semite but anyone who tells jay glazer to suck my dick is is okay in my book well except for the whole anti-semitism thing 
she she literally so she tweeted like about a half hour ago. This is we record on Monday. It's about like five or six thirty uh, Eastern time. But I tweet Jewish people hire their own as a compliment, and now it's all <laughs> over the news. Get the entire <laughs> fuck out of here. Now, I do want to say I'm going through her feed, like you know, and it's it's a shame that she. It only makes new – well, I guess it's not a shame because it's important that, you know, like – because it's anti-Semitic. It's racist. Like that's not – it's not a good look. But like the there's other stuff on her feed like political activism and Black Lives Matter and like important yeah. stuff against like, you know, you know other other racists. And it's, it's like – you know, it's, it's just a whole fraught – weird stupid thing and it, and it was like literally she's she's going in on on espn now c- probably because of glazer she's like hey espn yeah. remember when Stephen a smith beat his ex-wife and y'all covered up and let him keep his job that was very kind of you guys to be fair she's right yeah she i mean that's the thing is she's right right but Stephen like, a smith is a huge scumbag and espn is just like oh but he gets us clicked Come on, come on, ESPN. You got rid of all the riffraff. You got rid of Coward. You got rid of Bayless. Get rid of Smith. Get rid of him. Please let him go. You, you fired him once. Fire him again. Please. I might watch you if you got rid of him. Oh, here's a, you're costing your husband millions. That's why y'all mad. If we were broke, would y'all care? If he worked at Popeyes, would it make ESPN? Well, no, it obviously wouldn't make ESPN because... Yeah, if, if you're at Popeyes, you're not going to be on ESPN because ESPN doesn't cover people who work at Popeyes. I would watch. I would. Wa- I hope they do that for April Fool's Day, man. Go into a Popeyes and just do like commentary on uh, on on making on making you know Louisiana style fried chicken. I would love that. I would watch like thirty minutes of that. I guess NFL players doing menial jobs. Yes, please, jeez, and 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 you know Mike Tirico on the call. So you just get Ryan Tannehill behind the counter at a McDonald's. Yes, there you go. Although I say this, I feel like that actually happens a lot with endorsement deals. Hey, look, LeBron worked at this Chick-fil-A for a day. And look at the look at all the customers react. LOL. I know mm-hmm. Eli Manning did like a Dairy Queen thing where he. Yeah. He... Eli Manning number number what 47 or something on the nfl top 100 something like that i was content with his placement yeah i that was fine so so and i don't think we actually to to bring it back to the top 100 just for a second i i I feel like it bears mentioning what the nfl top 100 is i feel like a lot of people know but some might not the nfl top 100 isn't a ranking of the best 100 nfl players it's it's a ranking it's like peer reviewed it's by people in the NFL like NFL players vote on i think like the question is like who would you most like to have on your team or something like that it's it's like a subtly different question from who do you think is the best player in the NFL and i actually think that's super interesting that is uh, kind of interesting I didn't it, know it, that actually. I just thought it was straight power rankings. No, it's 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 I I mean I could be wrong on this. I, I mean I know for sure it's just NFL players, right? So it's like so regardless of whether it's like who, you know, who does the entire NFL think is the best player, right? Like that that's kind of the same thing as like, I guess who who would you want on your team? But it also goes a long way to explain why why a guy like Cam Newton might be higher up on that list than Aaron Rodgers, right? Because like if you are if you're more personable or more likable, it's like it's like a weird mix of a popularity contest and and you know an actual test of effectiveness. So it's pretty much I guess the exact same thing as, you know, your fifth grade elementary school uh student government elections. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I I was kind of looking over the list, and if you keep that in mind, a lot of that stuff really like makes sense. You see a lot of the like the hardcore motivators up way high, you know, in that in that ranking. I'm actually kind of surprised Tom Brady's up as high as he is. 
I feel that. like the top 10 straight up looked like a normal, you know, list of power rankings. That's that's yeah. why I didn't take it too seriously. I because sure. I saw Cam Newton number 1. I'm just like, yeah, well of course the MVP of last year is going to be the biggest name is going to be number 1. Mm-hmm. Brady I, Brady has a lot of respect in the league, so I I guess that makes sense. JJ mm. yeah. Watt makes perfect sense. Antonio Brown, he had a fantastic year. Uh Peterson, I I guess he's I mean, he had a really – this was one thing. They, this wasn't made in the playoffs. This was made during right. the regular season. Right. So Adrian Peterson might have fallen a little bit. Aaron Rodgers might have fallen a little bit. I don't know. It, the list the, – the top ten looked exactly like what I would have expected a normal sports writer to, to come up with. Hey, mm. hey, hey, Jeff, we need a, a list of top ten players in the NFL by noon – it's eleven thirty. Can you give it to me? Yeah, I got that. Uh, uh Cam, uh, Brady, uh, what? Uh, uh, okay, I need someone who's not real. Uh, Antonio Brown. He, he's yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we, he's we on the stick. Steelers. Let's just pick like the top player at every position. Okay, so yeah, we got yeah. two quarterbacks. We got the best defensive lineman. We got the best wide receiver. We got the best running back. We got the best linebacker. We got the best tight end. And then we and then we could fill out with a couple other duplicates, uh, a couple other wide receivers, and maybe another quarterback. There, there, boom. I will say, uh, friend of the podcast, we would love to have you if you ever want to come on the show. And a, and a player that both you and I have history with, uh, I'm very happy made the top 100. Uh, Derek Carr of the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, so back in back in the uh, Halcyon KSK days, we I so young. did a Twitch show. I still I'm still on Twitch, right? I still do stuff, but I did a season where I uh, I quarterbacked the Raiders in Madden to a Super Bowl. I'm not good at Madden. That was the funny joke. Uh, but I also he, he added basically in, yeah he made all of the KSK writers into players mm-hmm. on the Raiders team. And I yeah. I specifically asked to be the kicker. You you specifically asked if I if I remember right to be the Rex Grossman of kickers. Uh so so what what that essentially meant was putting the power up to 99 and the accuracy down to 0. Now, if you do this in Madden, I believe it was Madden 25, really funny things happen, especially because, like, you were, you were the punter and the kicker. Uh, um, so Derek Carr, who, who was the backup, because obviously I started, held the ball for, for Dave as he was coming up for extra points. And nine times out of ten, Dave would just launch the ball straight through Derek Carr's ribs. Like... His his rib cage it would it would, it would clip through. right through it would, it would clip pl- right yeah. through his body and the ball would literally go straight sideways. Yep. So if you follow me on on Twitch, you'll see that my logo, the fourth and goal logo, uh, fourth and goal, the robots fighting dinosaur story. You, you, the the logo for my Twitch account is a drawing that Dave did of Derek Carr. With a giant a, hole in his yeah, chest. with a giant hole in his chest, but looking really happy and like cheering. It's great. Um, so, you know, congratulations on, on being, you know, a peer-reviewed top 100 player. He actually, like, had a pretty good season. I, uh, I was very happy for him. The Raiders got a legitimate player. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is fun on one hand and, and sad on the other because it's like it kind of reminds you. Like, I, I guess if the Raiders were your team, would you would you be sadder if you had one really great player and the rest of your team was dog shit, or if just your whole team was dog shit? Would I be sadder? Yeah, because at some point for me, I think I'd be, I'd be, feel really bad for that one player, mm-hmm. but I, I guess maybe because I'd I'd almost feel like the team is wasting his talent. So, like, right now, if the Giants were complete and other dog shit garbage, but Odell was still there. And we, we were, like, a we were a 2-14 and 14 team, but Odell was there. I would definitely feel as if the Giants were wasting his talent. And I'd be sad if, if they were just straight awful, 
I'd probably just laugh at him. But sure. I'd probably end up just laughing at him anyway. I wouldn't feel bad for the team. I I just kind of feel bad for the player himself. And yeah. that would be it. I just think it's a lot hard. Sometimes it's it's very easy as a fan, and I say this as a, uh, a fan of, of the Northwestern University uh, Wildcats, it's sometimes easier to just resign yourself to the fact that your team sucks and you probably won't win. And when you have a player that shows like flashes of brilliance and is like actually pretty good, you know, hope is a, I would rather, I would rather be a fan of a team that lost every game than a a fan of a team that won two games. You know what I mean? I guess because at least you're part of history and you can say that. But that would—that's really the only thing that would add to it. And well, you, the other thing is, you know, lower expectations. And uh, if there's one thing I've learned in my uh, 27 years on this planet, so lower lowered expectations are never a bad thing. Lowered expectations are kind of kind of good because then when it's pretty easy to surpass them. Yeah, yeah, that's, and it's that's really the hard main to reason I'm a giant a uh, uh, pessimistic fan. There you go. I, I meet so many yep. fans who are just, yeah, they're all rah-rah team. Team's got to do good. And I'm not one of those fans. I'll just sit there. I'll be like, okay, Giants going to lose. <laughs> I, I go into every game expecting the Giants to get blown out in embarrassing fashion because the Giants are capable of getting blown out in embarrassing fashion to any team. The Giants are that stupid. But I just go into that game. Yeah, I, I go in expecting that every single time. So I get one of two results. I'm right. pleasantly surprised, or I get to say I was right. Yeah, there you it's, go. It's being a pessimist is a win-win. <laughs> kind of weird when you think about it that way, but that's that's just how I've always been as a sports fan in general with the Orioles, uh, with the Blazers. Just every sports fan I go, I just automatically go in expecting to lose, and then when they win, I'm happy. And <laughs> if they lose, I'm like, okay, my heart's not broken. I, I expected this. I was built up for this. Right. Yes. And see, the opposite of that is when I went down to uh, uh, Tampa to see the Outback Bowl this year, uh, where, you know, the Northwestern University Wildcats were absolutely demolished by the Tennessee Volunteers. But yeah, no. So like that's that's the, 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 the flip side of that is, you know, spending hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to... Uh, to go to a game that your team ends up losing and then end up getting a free this is a true story by the way me me ray uh and <clears throat> and his girlfriend all went to all went to Tampa to see the game and we were we were drubbed and we were sad about it and then when we went back when we got back to Chicago the first thing we did was we went to Outback Steakhouse because it was the Outback Bowl and you got free food after the Outback Bowl based on which whichever team won. And we ended we got a free bloomin' onion and we were really sad about it. It Aww. was it was one of the most like actually de- if if Bloomin' like, onions are delicious though. Well right, but like it was an airport outback steakhouse, first of all. So like that was kind of sad. Like we had gotten up at five to catch a plane after the day of the game, so that was kind of sad. It was the kind of thing where, like, you know, the the soundtrack to a Charlie Brown Christmas could have been playing in the background, and like while we were like limply holding up a thing of the bloomin' onion, except there's no onion in it. You didn't pull it off right, so it's just the skin of the uh. onion. And you'd like try and dip it in the sauce, but it all cracks. Like that was that was uh, that was the kind of day that was. So yeah, and end of story. Be a pessimistic sports fan because then you won't end up crying into uh, into you know the the Bloomin Sauce Cup at an Outback Steakhouse near Chicago O'Hare International Airport. One other thing about being a pessimistic sports fan is the Schadenfreude of watching optimistic sports fans become broken shells of human beings is incredibly entertaining. When you when you see a bunch of uppity bandwagoners suddenly realize, oh no, it's all over. Oh, oh you, you could it's like that Simpsons joke where you can see the moment their heart breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh it's oh Do it, you think it, 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 
It's the sweetest vodka you'll ever have. Do you think that was part of why, for out-of-towners like us, Cleveland winning was so good? Because because the Warriors over there, like, I was rooting for them to, we talked about this, right? Their, their heel turn. But, like, yeah. but at the same time, some of their fans were just so annoying. Oh, yeah. Incredibly on like like in real life and like on Twitter. Twitter by the way is the best place if you ever want to see like sports fans hearts breaking in real time. Like optimistic oh, sports fans. It's the just best. Just literally look look at like you can search like accounts for like like curry fan 333 or something and just scroll through them and it's like it's like candy. It is like candy or cocaine and you know oh, I was so I good. was uh, for Cleveland winning, I was simultaneously split between being really happy for Cleveland and also being really happy that the Warriors ate it. So I, I wasn't I wasn't so much rooting against Golden State as I was really rooting for Cleveland. I think if it had been, I don't know, the Miami Heat versus the Warriors, uh-huh. I would have I would have been rooting much more for the Warriors to lose than for the Miami Heat. But I was actually rooting for Cleveland because I always root for Cleveland. Speaking of the Heat and sports schadenfreude. <laughs> yeah, so we, I guess we can talk about basketball. Yeah, well, I was going to say we're a basketball podcast now. Uh, yep, yep, it's just basketball. No, football doesn't matter anymore. Like, Miko Grimes, whatever. Why? Why would we do that when Kevin changing, Durant joined the Death Star? Yep, yep. And we're and we're we're changing our name to the Twenty Four Second Clock now, or something. You know. Uh, but no, uh, Dwayne Wade. There's a lot of good sports like heat shot in Florida because Dwayne Wade's joined the Bulls now, uh, and the Bulls are trying to put together the like a really good team of. Like they were, I guess they really want to be the '90s Bulls again. So they're they're trying to sign people who are 90 years old. In I think Wade, I th- Rondo, no, I'm and... I'm really pumped for the Bulls because they just won the 2011 championship. Yeah, right. Jesus, <laughs> like, come on! And Rondo wasn't even that good in '11. They got rid of Derek. They traded away Derek Rose. Yeah, and then replaced him. With Dwayne Wade, who's got what, like a couple years left at most? Yeah, 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 a couple years. And, and at least like, I'm R- Rose sure has fine. injury problems, but he could at least last a while longer. We had the Bulls had done so much to alienate Derrick Rose, though. Like he, you didn't see him. Like who? What basketball player is excited to join the Knicks? What basketball player wants to do that? ever and you look at his press conference and like he's like happy and like breathing a sigh of relief like i don't man i don't know what chicago is doing but man am i happy to be out of there because they they were fucking up right it was it's just like i can't i can't imagine what well no i can it was it was the quaint stupid unsafe shit we were saying about his knee while he was being injured but like how how all right so you live in chicago how mean it, was chicago to rose very very are they as mean were they as mean to rose as they are to jay cutler uh yes yes because Ooh. because the because the meanness to jay cutler it's kind of a sneering meanness like everyone gets that he's not that great and people are pissed at him for trying to take money and what I mean, whatever. Like I don't care. Make make get yours however you want. And because people like expect Jay Cutler to fuck up, right? In Chicago, being soft is unacceptable because we all think we're big, tough city or broad shoulders. Al Capone was my grandpa, and I'll. I'll, like, punch you in the face at an Irish bar in Wrigleyville if you say something bad about the Illinois fighting Illini, and then, you know, I'm probably not going to do anything if I see someone slipping something into your girlfriend's drink. Chicago is such a... is, is like, the, the generic sports fans in Chicago, right, are very much, like, rub some dirt on it. 
so well, when that makes so perfect sense when right it really i mean and it's the thing is it's no it's 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 no different at all from like Boston they're the old school historic York. franchise that have 85 bears never really been anything else yeah they've always been incoherent yep levels. so you get you get derrick rose right who who has a severe knee injury is is rushed back and like uh, and he was playing well before the knee injury. He was supposed to be like the next great hope for Chicago basketball. Um, and the team rushes him back. There's a report from his doctor saying that it's too early. And then there's a report from the team doctor saying, no, he's good to play. Derek Rose goes off and gets a second opinion. And it's reported on by like Comcast Sportsnet and the Chicago sports media as like, the team doctor says Derek Rose is back, but his personal doctor who doesn't have the team's best interests at heart, you know, he's saying he needs more time. Which I'm totally more on the side of, uh, I mean, we talked about this last week with an actual doctor. Yeah. Jesus a, a Christ. Team doctors don't have the player's best interests in mind at no, all. No, no. They're, they're, they're fronting for the team because the team is what pays their bills. Right. They don't care about the player's health. The way Chicago did that whole thing, it was so smart and so political. It was it was the equivalent of a smear campaign, right? Because like they they I think they said I think the chronological order was uh, Derek Rose made a statement that was like I'm not ready to come back yet. My doctor says no. Uh, then after that, and only after that, did the Chicago Bulls say well. You know, our team doctor says you're good to go, so why aren't you out practicing? Why aren't you out on the floor? The reaction to that from Chicago sports fans is, yeah, why aren't you on the floor if a doctor says you can play, right? Why aren't you rubbing dirt why, on Yeah, it? why aren't you are, you, are you a pansy? Are you, are you just, you're going to take all that money? You're not, that, you know, you're not Chicago hard. Yeah, right? Like, I love Chicago. I want to spend this whole like, podcast shitting on Chicago sports fans, but... But I think that I think that it wasn't really like the reaction like that could have happened in any city. It was just so we turned on Derrick Rose really fast because because after that point, no matter what he did on the floor, he was already marked as soft just just because he he which I feel like that happened to Cutler, too. That happened to Cutler because of that a NFC Championship game against the Packers where he hurt his knee. Oh, that's right. And then he right. had the audacity to smile on the sideline. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. That was a big deal. Cutler has reason. never gotten respect by anyone since then. Yeah, and it's that's ridiculous. Like, he wasn't even that bad this past season. But mm. I, I remember watching that happen when they put Kaleb Haney in. And they they showed Cutler on the sidelines, and he had the audacity to grin. To grin, yeah. And, it, while it, he was talking to a teammate, we don't know the context of the grin. No. We don't know anything, and everyone and Chicago and it, the sports media in general just started going nuts, calling him soft and everything because you know Philip Rivers played the the one AFC championship on the torn knee and. Then Ladanian Tomlinson also got the same crap because he hoard his knee and didn't play in the playoff game. And at one point, do fans realize that them sitting out because they're hurt might actually help the team because you don't want the player who's totally broken in the game? Did you ever? Did you ever? Uh, did, like, if you if you took like Psych One Hundred One in school, did you do you remember that uh, study they did with the marshmallows? And the like three year olds, they're like bring bring three year olds into this room, and the setup was they would put a marshmallow in the room, uh, like a researcher would put a marshmallow in the room and say, "Listen, I'm gonna leave this marshmallow in here for like 15 minutes. I know it's tasty, but don't touch it. Don't eat any of it. If if you haven't eaten it by the time I uh, I come back in 15 minutes, you'll get another marshmallow." And, and like, it's used to track, like, at what age uh, a child can, like, learn delayed gratification. And, like, putting off instant gratification for, some, for, for a greater reward later on. Sports fans would fail that every single time. Not just in Chicago, but, like, that's literally, like, 
They want the marshmallow, right? They want no, no, yeah. no, no. Get get back out there and like break your knee in four places and and just like win us this one game and sacrifice the rest of your career with this team to do so, right? That's literally what people are asking people to do, and like it's just so wildly. It doesn't make sense when when your player is if Jay Cutler had gone out there with a really busted knee and played terribly because he couldn't walk. Like, remember how fast people kind of turned on RG3? Yeah. Even though he was always hurt. And then yeah. he would get back out there. And he basically may have ruined his career because they, they put him back out there. And he went Too back fast. out there because he wanted to impress the people. He, mm-hmm. wanted, he wanted to live up to expectations. And, and now no. look at him. Yeah. He fell down because his knees don't support him anymore. It's you can't. I don't like the calling players soft because they sit down for injury. Because we're no. we're the public. We don't know how bad they feel. Right. We don't. We don't know how awful it is for them. We. I like. I can look at someone who hurts their hurt their knee, and I could be like, oh, okay, it didn't look that bad. But I don't. I didn't feel it. I don't have their body type, their structure, their their weight, their their exercise regimen. I don't know how badly they hurt themselves. Who am I to judge them for being soft? They're already much, much harder than I'll ever be. I was I was gonna say, like what what kind of equivalent pain in general is like the average bro- like I've never broken a bone in my body and I don't think that's like you have it? No, no, okay, I have it. Okay, you're soft. I'm, I'm, you're you're right. soft. Well, you're, yeah. a, you're a wuss. <laughs> it, it, get out of here. I've at least managed that. And I, I, Okay, I've never been in a fight. I scurry away like a little mouse. <laughs> but I have broken a bone. I broke I, my ankle in a couple places. Mm. Dur- playing volleyball in gym class in high school. Oh, geez. Yeah, so. Did you, did you, did you, did you, uh, did you tough the rest of the game out? No. <laughs> You didn't want to. So basically, wanna... what happened? We had a kid in our class that we called Fez because he was foreign, and it was the '90s, and we were uh, and we it was were all, early we 2000s. Were all, we, were we were all politically all incorrect then. assholes. But I went up for a spike, and he hit me in midair, and I came down on the side of my right ankle. Ow, and dude! I didn't hear a a snap or anything. It just hurt, and. I, I couldn't like stand up, so I had to go over and sit on the stands for a minute. And my gym teacher waddles over. He's just like, "All right." I'm like, "No." <laughs> I look at my ankle, and I got like the size of another foot growing off of oh, my God. ankle. And he looks at me. He's like, "Is that what your ankle normally looks like?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "No." Are you I don't really don't have. I I don't have. A baby's head-sized tumor on my ankle. Normally, I think that you would have noticed that, especially when my other ankle is right next is to right it. Is right next looks to it. Perfectly you can, you can normal. Compare. So I had to. Luckily, it was the first class of the day. I had gym at 8 a.m. in the morning, so I got to miss the rest of that school day because my mom had to pick me up and take me to, <laughs> to the doctor's the office. Sure. And they diagnosed it as a sprain because it was so swollen they couldn't get a clear picture. Oh, yeah. They okay. thought it was a bad sprain, so they gave me crutches, and I kind of walked around on it for a week. And then my foot turned completely purple. Ow. And my mom, mm. my mom went, you know, that's that doesn't seem right. We're going to take you back now that the swelling's gone down. We go back. I get an x-ray and the doc, a different doctor looks at it and goes, yeah, your ankle's broken two places. That's, <laughs> that, that's a thing that happened. And and then I got a walking boot for the next six weeks. Fun. Uh... That That's my broken bone story. It was cool because for that week I was on crutches. I got the key to the school elevators. Nice. Which students weren't normally allowed to use yeah. unless they were injured or in a wheelchair or whatever. So I got to ride the elevators for a week and I got to give my friends lifts and stuff like that. I remember I, that. I was, oh man, that was always such a thing in in middle school and high school was like if you if you had a friend who broke who like broke a bone or was in a wheelchair, like that was like a free pass for the for the elevators. Which, it didn't save you any time. I don't know, like, why it was such a thing. Was it, like, no, it, a it status did. thing? Well, it saved, it saved us time when we were on crutches. Oh, I sure. No, no, no. I'm talking fast. about us mooches who, like... No. I think it was just the fact that they weren't allowed to do that normally. 
It's just that it's the forbidden the forbidden feeling of, oh, I'm not supposed to be in the elevator, uh, sure. but Dave gave me a lift. So now I can <laughs> I can look at the inside of the elevator. I've never seen this before. Okay, that was a fun 10 seconds. Let's move on with my life. Have you ever had stitches? Oh, yeah, yeah. That sucked. What happened? I, I actually can't remember. It was a long, long... Oh, no, I can. Okay, so so you called me soft. This is This is actually a sports injury. I went, I don't know how many stitches I had to have, but I was ice skating. And uh, so let me, let me preface the story with this. If you're ever ice skating and you're not using hockey skates, uh, you're using figure skates. And figure skates have these handy little things on the back of them that are jagged and, and allow you, I guess, to stop and spin and like do cool things that none of us can actually do. Shout out, shout out to the Olympics. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, the, the backs of uh, those skates are really, 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 really sharp and terrible. As a kid, I was pretty good at rollerblading, pretty good at ice skating. So I would go pretty fast. Uh, I ended up falling and uh, Hey, remember how I mentioned how, sharp and jagged and uh and unpleasant oh that was foreshadowing that was foreshadowing for when my mouth hit it oh yeah i i chipped (laughs) i chipped my tooth and like the side of my mouth uh you know got got pretty it wasn't as bad it was a lot of blood it wasn't as bad as like as it really as it could have been or as it looked I, I don't well, think your face was... bleeds a lot when you cut it. So, that's where yeah. no no matter where you do it. I got like man, I got like a cut on my cheek before, just like randomly, and it just like wouldn't stop. And I was like, seriously, I'm okay. It was like a paper cut or something, and like no, but like I got they had to like st- stitch my lip a little bit just so I didn't have Joker face. That's that's pretty. That's. That's probably a better story than my stitches. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Having like freaking gym teacher being like, "Is your ankle?" Normally... Well, that's my bone breaking. That's not my stitches story. I didn't get oh, stitches okay. on my ankle. My oh. my same leg. Uh, pretty much every major injury I've had has been to my right leg. <laughs> but I was I don't I don't know like ten or twelve something like that. I was riding my bike around in my little after school program with my mm-hmm. friends. And my shoelace was too long. Oh it God! Got caught oh in, God! It got it got caught in the gear shift, and my foot turned sideways. And I just I I I just feel like my my foot got stuck and I fell over. Mm. I didn't really notice. I didn't even feel any pain. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting there and I see some red starting to pull up on the parking lot oh god that's like, horrifying wait a minute am i bleeding and i look at the back of my leg and it turns out the gear the gear system had chopped three nice holes on the back <laughs> of my lower shin like just above Ow. where the achilles tendon is oh, damn. And so, so i have i had to go to the go to the doctor i had i think it was it was either seven or nine stitches i can't remember um, it, there was at least two stitches for each hole. Mm. I can't remember. I th- the la- the problem was that the Novocaine, the numbing, the whatever it was, yeah. didn't hold up for the yeah. final st- final two stitches. And I just oh, had to like Jesus. sit yeah, there as it did. And rye. honestly, I kind of wish they had just stitched it up normally because the pain of them putting the needle into or next to the holes was probably worse than it would have felt to just deal with the stitches. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've got through it, and now I have three nice little ascending diagonal marks on the back of my leg. That are, it's like my identifying mark. Nice. If, if if my body gets burned, oh, does he have three little spots on the back of his leg where hair doesn't grow? That that's <laughs> those are my stitches. That that's my other major injury. I haven't I haven't really had anything worse than that. Me? I've been mostly lucky next time ray's on the show we should talk to him about he has had some injuries uh many of which not his fault but um so 
Well, he actually has a very similar story to my figure skating one uh, involving a bike and a curb. So uh, <laughs> a lot of... A I, lot... O- I almost uh, died. I've almost died on my bike a lot of times. I'm sure I have Especially to. as a kid. I, I remember I went down my neighborhood hill way too fast. I went into a rocky ditch and somehow missed all the rocks. Wow. Like, head, head first over the handlebars into a rocky ditch. Somehow missed every rock and landed on like the soft bottom of the creek bed. Damn. which was dry at the time. Good I've, aim. There, I, there was one time in college where I was biking along and it was still kind of winter mm-hmm. and it was slippery and I just hit one patch and I just went straight into thorn bushes and kind of rolled down a hill a little bit. I, I've had a lot of spills on the bike. Well, yeah. Yeah, it just happens. It, it, I don't know. I feel like it kind of comes with the territory. I... I bike a lot in Chicago. It's a very good biking city. And it's just, I, I tried to bike in the snow once on main roads. I'm it's never, not possible. I'm never doing that again. Never. It's kind of impossible. It's It gets bad here when October rolls around and all the leaves come down mm-hmm. in like two weeks and then it rains and they're all wet. Yep, you you yep. can't bike. You cannot bike on wet leaves. You will die. I was going to – so so like I was on uh, Clark Street, which is a major road in Chicago, and I was so close to being home. Um, and it wasn't even like that snow. The roads had been kind of cleared. It was just like powdery dusting, which, you know, it would have almost been better if, it, if there were more on the ground because maybe my bike would have had something to like grip onto. And I was going slow, so I was safe. Like I wasn't really – in that much danger danger um but like there was this like very very gentle curve and i turned my handlebars like 10 degrees to the right and and like my bike just like was like it it took that opportunity to completely spin out from under me (laughs) like i the bike went went into the road I kind of just stayed there and I was just like sideways on the ground for a little bit being like, okay, well that just happened. Am I dead? No, good. Um, <laughs> and like everyone else was going slow cause it was snowing. But like, I was like, if I had been on that bike, well, I wouldn't have died and I wouldn't have gotten hit by a car, but, but it would have been a scarier situation. <laughs> I just yeah. like, it's biking, man. It, it's, Scary. It's it could be pretty risky. I I bike a lot too. That was that was my sport mm. in college. Not really a sport. I didn't do it for a team because screw other people. Sure. Other people disgust me. I don't I don't even do signed. I don't sign up for races. You know how people sign up for like bike rides and yeah, races. Yeah. They pay like a shit. small fee and you get like a shirt from it. Mm. No, no. No. I did it once for, for a free shirt. No. No. I, I I can do this. I basically I did the entire route thinking. I could have done this without paying 30 bucks. Why did I pay 30 bucks for this? This shirt's not going to be worth it. I was going to say, just... well, did the shirt, was the, was the shirt any good? But I still have it. It's, it's a decent enough shirt. So I guess I've done it, but so, yeah, you paid, you paid $30. I got, for a really I, expensive I paid shirt. $30 for a shirt and I got like a hot dog and a beer at the end. And I realized I could have biked the entire route myself, mm. uh, within slightly different ways no matter how i wanted to bike it come home and gotten a much more satisfying meal at the at the bar that sponsored right. it and a beer for half the price yeah true so but then you wouldn't I, have the shirt. i don't i don't sign up for races at, at all anymore i do everything solo I, so that when i die no one finds me for <laughs> several days the only so i run i run that's been like my thing uh for the past few years. Um, and the best race I've only done like one or two races. And I think it's, it's, it was, yeah, it was the same one. I've done two races and it was the same race two years in a row. It's the, it's one of the only ones that I really am interested in. And it's because it is hosted by this group of restaurants, DMK burger bar. Um, the race is from DMK burger bar to one of their other locations that's like four miles away and uh you can choose whatever route you want they're like only about like a hundred two hundred people running it tops like very tops 
you got a you got a shirt from the from the restaurant, and when you get to so I think the race starts around three. When you get to the finish line, the the other bar, uh, free drinks until seven. That's cool. And 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 admission, I th- admission, uh, race signups were like fifteen bucks. That's so, that's a good price. So like it was a good price. It was a good deal. It was it wasn't like a kind of thing where you know you're running next to people all the time and like people with terrible race bibs and like those terrible sports sunglasses that people wear when they're on the bike or racing that that, that are like you know the kind i'm talking about that are like really angular and then they have another like angular thing on the i i i'm uh, I'm about to marry a runner trust me i'm i'm (laughs) fully aware of runner (laughs) culture i didn't know she she runs oh she's training for the new york marathon damn good for her yeah, so I am I am fully aware of runner culture. And yeah, I mock it constantly. It's I I am very so like one of one of my close friends works at Fleet Feet Sports, which is a running. She's like one yes. of my running. Buddies Trust me, too. I yeah. know. I'm sure you know about Fleet Feet Sports. <laughs> that wasn't for you, David. That was for the <laughs> listeners. Um, and like I show up to run with her in like a ratty T-shirt and gym shorts, and like. She's got all this, like, she, I remember distinctly a conversation I had with her about socks. And I was like, yeah, you know, I should, I should probably get new running shoes. And she was like, yeah, you probably should. You know, those usually, you know, they start hurting your ankles after, you know, about like six months to a year, depending on how often you run, blah, 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 blah. And then she was like, how about your socks? And I was like, what about my, I, I just wear socks. Just normal ass socks and she was like oh dude you know there's running socks right and i was like fucking of course there's running socks running socks of and then you have the compression socks for the yeah they make run. you go fast i'm just like i don't fucking i like i've gotten not from people i like necessarily but i talk with like people about running and like they like give me the stink eye for having my keys and my phone in my pocket when I run. I'm like, I don't, I'm just running. I don't need, the only thing I feel like you need to, you need to have to run is a pair of shoes that like, that, that you won't turn your ankles over in, right? And that offer decent support. Everything else is just like extra unless you're, unless you're running in the winter. Running in the winter is a different thing. You like actually have to have like a jacket that won't freeze to you if you sweat into it. But like other than that, man, I just like and that goes for biking too, right? You don't no, need anything don't, other than a bike and a helmet need to bike. A lot to bike, but maybe I will a waterproof. Say, I do like case. to accessorize. Do you? What's your favorite I, bike accessory? My bike is a hilarious weirdo frankenstein's monster of a bike at this point it's a mountain bike (laughs) frame it has road bike tires it has a single fender it has uh, little handlebar extenders so i can rest my arms (laughs) yeah yeah. fast and lean downwards yeah it's which those have probably been my favorite part that's fair of all the things i've done to the bike it's been those two little extra handlebars so i have another place to put my hands Mm -hmm. those those were probably the thing i liked the most i got the the little toe clips. I I was gonna. Oh wait, wait. Okay, so do you, you have the toe clips? Do you have? Do you have the clip-in shoes? I do not. Good. I I thought about getting those, I, but I feel like those are more for. Ro- the thing. The problem with those is you have to really, it getting stop stopping and starting. Yeah. Which I have to do a lot in Portland when I bike around is such a pain in the butt when you have those because you gotta like angle your foot and snap it out and then you got to snap it back in and it's already hard enough to get my foot back into the the toe clip pedals because mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta flip it up with my foot and yep. then stick my foot in yep it's already hard enough feel. and you can't just cr- get cracking once you're stopped but it's mm. i if i lived in an area where i could just go out and bike for 20 miles without stopping like i was doing in college 
I'd probably get them. Sure. I wouldn't. I'd ask for them for Christmas. I don't know if I'd actually go out and buy them. I just see the thing is you see people doing that in city biking and like, that's why you see, I see these people and they piss me off so much. I see these people like at a red light refusing to stop. Uh, Like, like I've run red lights on my bike before. Everyone has, I feel like, you know, I, I, I treat them pretty much as, as stop signs, unless it's a major intersection. I'm like, Hey, is it safe to cross? I I do. If there's no cars, yeah, I'll blow through them. Yeah. That's the thing. If there are no car, like my, my thing on a bike is like, if no one notices that I'm doing something wrong, really, am I? Like, that's it stops. If I'm not getting in anyone else's way, right? Exactly. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. That's more or less how I treat it. I I usually when I hit like stop signs, I'll I won't necessarily stop unless it's a really busy road. If it's a semi busy road, I'll kind of veer off to the right just in case there's a car I couldn't see at first. You got your hand on the brake a little bit. I'll just. I'll I'll stop and I'll I'll just continue to make the turn right so I don't get in anyone's way. But if there isn't, I'll just keep moving because yeah. losing your momentum on a bike and then getting it back up can be such a pain in the butt. And yeah, I've got I've got a twenty one speed and I have to like I I, I keeping it in gear does suck a lot, especially because it's bad for the bike. That's something I uh, you know I like took my bike in to get it tuned up. This is a bike podcast now. We're, uh, we, we've gone from a football podcast to a basketball podcast to a uh, what was your worst injury podcast now to a running and biking culture podcast. I hope I hope you fuckers can keep up. But yeah, so like I, I took it in for a tune up and they were like, so your chain is stretched so bad. And I was like, <laughs> why is that? And they were like, it's literally because you only ride in the in the top gear maybe don't do that so much. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that makes actually a lot of sense. I should stop doing that, shouldn't I? And they were like, yes, please get out of our store. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I buy that. I just don't like, so I get that losing momentum is a big deal, like if you have to stop on a dime. But like, I don't like the people that like, if a light is red, don't stop, continue pedaling and do that thing where they loop around to the right as if that makes you in people's way any less. Isn't that what I just described doing? No, 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 no. Cause you like, you were saying that you like wait for people. And then like, if, if you see a car is coming at a stop sign, you like you like loop around so that by the time they get to you, you're not in their way. If you're running through a red light doing that, they have to stop for you because those cars will be barreling through at full speed. And it's like it's it's the same thing as like is like when people are pedestrians walking through an intersection and the light start and the light like turns green while they're in the intersection and you see them like do that little jump thing where they're not actually going any faster, but they want to make you think that they're actually like, Oh shoot. I got caught in the middle of the intersection and the lights. I'm so sorry. It like, that's the same thing. It's like the illusion of trying to, to like do something good. Those are the bikers that ruin it for the rest of us. So many drivers, so many drivers hate bikers. So many drivers hate, hate bikers I, there, I have this one friend who's who's a big car person she's a big driver person mm-hmm. she'd come back and she'd rant on facebook about bikers all the time and every single time i'd go on with the same comment to the point where i was pissing her off be yeah, like you're only noticing the bad bikers it's confirmation bias it, it totally is confirmation bias i just like there's a part of me that does very much like bad bikers are bad Right. Bad bikers are awful, and the thing is, that's the entire thing. When you drive home and someone cuts you off, what driver are you going to remember? Right, All exactly. the other yep. drivers Absolutely. who had no problem with you and followed the rules of the road, are you going to remember that one driver who cut you off? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it is with bikers. When you see tons of bikers and they're just following the rule, you don't notice them. But when one actually gets in your way and impedes you and does something stupid – that's the bike you remember. Right. And then you suddenly associate all bikers with that asshole. The, the, the same thing. I mean, it, obviously it goes both ways, right? Like if you get doored on a bike, yeah. you know, that's like, 
fucking asshole, all drivers suck. Fucking pay attention when you open your car door. And that's why, so that's why uh, a lot of, and this is, this is something that I just find so hilarious and I do it too. Like I yell a lot when I bike and not, not, not because like I'm mad at anyone, but I just like, I don't have a horn. I have to assert my presence somehow. So like I yell, yo, a lot, a lot. Like, even if I'm not in any danger, I'm just like, if someone comes close to dooring me or like merging into me, you know, that, that is my, that is my makeshift horn, a very loud yo. So maybe I'm part of the problem too. Cause that, that, that would probably be annoying. I don't do that. So other. you're probably, yeah. you I, you're probably an asshole. Yeah. But I also don't but... have toe clips. So <laughs> whatever, man, I like my bike. I, she's, she's been good to me. Aww. Anyway, it's we, we, we've hit a 105 minutes. Have we? The... That's really surprising. Talked about absolutely nothing. This is the Seinfeld episode. Absolutely nothing because nothing happened. Hopefully, we'll get a little bit of news next week. Hey, good on us we'll though for for stretching out no content to to about like an hour and you know five minutes. I can't wait to see all the responses to this of the people who hear our injuries and go wait that's it that's it yeah literally the, i like are lost my i lost all three of my feet back <laughs> in the war <laughs> I, I i had a replacement heart that then exploded i'm on my fifth heart right now oh my god i, I, I had 73 stitches in my arm <laughs> ah jesus ow yeah ah. like we're 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 probably gonna look like wimps to some people. Oh, totally, totally. I'm, I am. I got, I got, I broke three bones yesterday. Mm. The, <laughs> I was so, so. I will say my pain tolerance is is decently high, if only because one of my brother's friends, when I was very young, threw a cactus at me and said catch, and I caught it with my Classic. hands. Classic. Like I thought it was a tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I like you know I screamed like a schoolgirl, and you know but like I spent the rest of the day picking out cactus needles from my hand so that was uh ever ever since then you know my pain tolerance has been decently okay so yeah I might be a wimp but I I have de- I have a tendency to just kind of walk into things yeah, yeah. I, 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 like I, get, I hit my hip on pretty much every corner all the time. Out, like the and it, it's part. just re it's really just me being too lazy to take the right route. <laughs> I'm just kind of being lazy. So I just kind of clipping the apex. shoulder on the wall. It's, it's also got, when I walk outside, I wear a hat because I'm tall. So branches frequently are low enough. I, I kind of just tilt my head down a little bit and just walk through them. Mm. I, I don't try to duck anymore. I just walk through the branches. I yeah, just and if you wear a hat, hit you me can in do the head. That. Yeah, it's I don't I, I don't mm. care. I I hit my toe. I hit my feet on everything. I have this problem where every time I hit something, I'll say "ow," even if it didn't hurt. Yep, I do the same thing. I can't. I'm constantly banging something. I'll go "ow." And my fiance will be like, "Oh, are you okay?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> fine." I, I that my owl is literally just a reflex at this it's point. A, it's like it's more of a it's more of an exclamation of surprise that like uh, like oh, of my oh, it's an o not an owl right and now we're now we're now we're on a, a linguistics kick so uh so chime in in the comments what what which direction do you think our podcast should take if the nfl ever implodes you know because we we tried a lot of new things today and i think there's we did we I think did there's a good um good content um, we, we could just pissing on other sports cultures. Yeah. I will say before we go real quick, last thing, Dave, I want you to apologize to me because Pokemon is cool again now. It is cool. There you go. I, Done. That's all I needed. That's you know all I needed. Funny? You know what's funny? <laughs> what? I'm still not playing it. I know. I know you're not. And I'm actually, we can talk about this like on a later podcast. But I'm I want to be completely because... honest. I was about to end this podcast and cut you off. With my last sentence being, and we made it through a whole podcast without, without talking Pokemon about Pokemon. Go. I wasn't gonna let you do it. Wasn't gonna no, let you do it. Now damn, we're going I over so time. close. So you know what? I'm not sorry. Screw you. Oh God! I, t- no! I take it back. I take it back. You ruined. You ruined my fun. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, hell of an episode. Yeah. So let, let's open up your Pokeball, Sam. What you got for me? You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grizzes. That's at S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S. E-S-E-S. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Robots and T-Rexes. Um, oh, I think I actually think it's Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. I'm not sure. One of them. You can also follow me on Twitch. I'm I am uh, out of town, uh, away from home right now, but I will when I get back start streaming. Uh, start streaming some video games again because uh, because that's fun. We should do some Rocket League again at some point, Dave. That looks. Um, and uh, follow me. I'm I write for Game Skinny now as well. So GameSkinny.com. Check it out. All right, and I'm Play Dave on Twitter at Play Dave on Facebook at the Play Comic on Patreon, which helps make this amazing podcast about pissing on running culture mm-hmm. and biking culture, and <laughs> of course culture. on the on the Drawplay.com. Yes, I've only had one broken bone in my life. It doesn't make me too much of a wuss. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>